Next on BYU Sports Nation, let the people tailgate. What incited the biggest BYU meltdown on Twitter in the last two years? Tailgating will be in place for the homecoming game against East Carolina. The Pirates head coach Ruffin McNeil joins us live. Plus, it's another Fast Friday with former BYU great and NFL linebacker Brian Keel. Oh, and the Big Ten has just signed off on BYU. Look it up, you. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live on a Friday in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, July 31st, August means the start of football camps. Yeah, it's the last day until August. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with tailgate party designer, Brian Logan. Yes, I am your man. If you need to promote a tailgating party, let me know. Holla at your boy. Hit me up on Twitter. Email me. You can find my phone number. Text me. I don't think most people can afford your services. What? I'll you need get, to stop with the you, platinum, you hey, know, man, I'll get paid. themed you could, parties. You can pay me in Gushers. I'm good. <laughs> you could go. Are you aware of the hashtag, let the people tailgate? Well, if you're not BYU Sports Nation, you'll be an expert in two minutes. We're also about to make you an expert on what the Big Ten just said about BYU as a football program. That kicks off our BYU Sports Nation headlines. To quote Brett McMurphy, at McMurphy ESPN on Twitter, said, BYU and Notre Dame. We'll count towards the Big Ten's Power 5 scheduling requirement. Jim Delaney, commissioner of the Big Ten, just said that. At Paul Meyerberg, another big-time national writer. In other words, he says, look for BYU to be a huge fixture on Big Ten schedules for the foreseeable future. Wow. Brian, that makes three of the five Power 5 conferences that have officially declared BYU as a P5 equivalent in scheduling. Yeah, that's that's exciting, man. It's that's that's huge. It's, it's great news when you look at BYU trying to schedule tougher opponents and, and, and B5 opponents. And that's what we talked about yesterday, right? Why does BYU continue to chase Utah? Well, they're a P5 school. And so to have a Power 5 conference give you that acknowledgement, I mean, why? I mean, it, that's that's no better situation for BYU, especially with the end goal trying to stay national, stay relevant, and now you're, you're ha- you have another conference that's going to help you do that. Every little bit helps. How long until the Pac-12 and the Big 12 join the party? The Pac-12, because they've already scheduled so many games with BYU, have kind of like unofficially done it. Right, right. The Big 12 is the interesting one because that's the conference that needs to expand do they do they have the innards to go out and say BYU is is a, like a P five? I think I think that's more strategic for them not to do that because huh. it, because because since BYU makes the most sense to to add uh, on to the conference, I, I can see them trying to you know play hardball a little bit like ah even though you know we we would consider them joining the conference, let's not give them you know, that much confidence. Let's not let them have that. We'll have more on this, what it really means for BYU to have the Big Ten sign off on them later in the show, also with Brian Keel as we tackle another Fast Friday. It's always good news 
when a Power Five conference says, yes, you're legit, you will count as our Power Five non-conference scheduling requirement. Right. It's a good thing. It's not like, whoa, but it's good. It's just, it's just more positive affirmation for BYU and where they want to be. Let's continue with the rest of our headlines. Brian Beard's got a new signee in camp. Yes, BYU football and head coach, the man himself, Coach Mendenhall, announced that Leroy Tanuahi, nice. a 6'4", 280-pound offensive lineman, has signed a scholarship agreement to play with the team in the fall. Uh, he graduated from Notre Dame High School in 2013 and just returned from his LDS mission uh, from t- uh, to Fiji. There you go. To- Welcome, Leroy, yeah. to BYU football. Congratulations to BYU track and field coach Ed Eyestone. He'll be inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame. Guy won four national championships while he was at BYU as a runner, competed in two different Olympic games, and has coached at BYU since 2000. Congrats. Uh, on the PGA Tour, former Cougars Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays continue their play in the Quicken Loans National Tournament. Currently, Summerhays is two under after six holes today and is tied for 48th place at the moment. Blair finished his second round at four over, which puts him at 114. All right, good luck to both of those BYU golfers. We're off to a rip-roaring start on Friday, <laughs> and it's about to get wild and crazy. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Look, if the SEC and the Big Ten and the ACC are all calling BYU a P5 equivalent, clearly you should hashtag let the people tailgate. BYU football season tickets arrived at several fans' homes yesterday. Maybe most of you have heard this. If not, sit back and enjoy. And and when you get those, it's kind of like opening that first present on Christmas Day, Brian. Oh, of course, yeah. You know, you just stare at the tickets for (laughs) unexplainable (laughs) long lengths of time. You start thinking about the schedule. Yes. And you're like, all the games I'm going to be able to go to. You examine each and every aspect of those fabulous strips of cardstock. You probably (laughs) smell them for crying out loud. You probably smell the grass. Like, it's it's what goes into it. The food you smell. So imagine yourself as a fan with those tickets in hand. And then you begin to look at everything else in the package after you have adequately reviewed the actual tickets. It was after a closer look that the biggest BYU Twitter meltdown since the Tradition Spirit Honor Jersey debacle of 2013 took place. Now it's going to be the 2015 tailgating policy debacle. It mentioned there no RV parking and a restriction to tailgate for only four hours before kickoff. Now this is (laughs) in stark contrast to what BYU has tried to do in the past few years, which is open things up to tailgaters more and make it more of a game day experience. So you can understand, Brian, when people were like, what in the world? They were confused. They were mad. (laughs) Then the masses masses united. Disgruntled BYU tailgaters took to Twitter. They, They started the rant. Okay, Not long after, Utah fans got involved. They always do. Radio programs pick it up, and before long, the, la- the hashtag Let the People Tailgate is officially trending in the region. <laughs> Thank you, at Five Pound Trout. <laughs> For about two to three hours, I was giggling to myself in front of my computer as clever tweets kind of came across the screen. But there is one. There is one that I have to read from at Dryfly Elk. He says, Oh, brisket, my brisket. The meat we smoked is done, but we have no place to eat. 
They have us on the run. <laughs> Hashtag let the people tailgate. Oh, that's great. <laughs> that's so good. Oh, my gosh. I wish I wish I was a part of this, man. I, I had no clue that this was going on. And, and, and for all you fans out there that, that didn't get to experience uh, this moment, go back and, and just look at some of the that the 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 tweets and the messages and the conversations. It is hilarious. Here's the kicker. The uproar eventually hits athletic director Tom Homo, who replied, Sorry, boys and girls, I go on a little anniversary getaway and all heck breaks loose. By now you've probably heard some of my people put in a past edition of the tailgating policy in this year's tickets. Hashtag asleep at the wheel. Then the reactions. Notably from Utah fans. One in particular went after Tom and started to make the case that BYU didn't make a mistake. No. They sent out the policy. He was, he was saying, no, no, you're just trying to change it because of the uproar. Conspiracy. <laughs> Conspiracy. To which Mr. Homo replied, quote, look it up, Ute. I don't lie. Anybody, Exclamation point. Anybody got time to lie? <laughs> look it up. Look it up, Ute. <laughs> oh, After all of that tailgating reinstituted, it brings up a legitimate question for all of you, which is our Twitter question today. Brian, do the honors. What would you do to enhance the BYU football game day experience? Hashtag let the people tailgate. At C. Murphy Pro. (laughs) A better home game schedule. Look, C2016, okay? C2016 for that. Yeah, enough said. It took a few years. At Hobosita. Weekly barbecue segments on BYU Sports Nation with at Big Uncle Pooh, notable tailgater, and Bam Bam's Barbecue. Education equals better game day food. Bam Bam's. What would you do, Brian? You're in charge. You're in charge. Tom Homo comes to you and says, look, I'm, I need your help. What, are, what do we need to do to make it a better game day experience? I would do two things, man. First of all, I would have Wi-Fi in the stadium for everybody. It's, right, it's so hard to, to compete with. With technology nowadays, you know, people would rather be at home in front of their nights, you know, 80-inch HD screens instead of coming out to the to the games. You know, they have nice air conditioners. So, you know, being uh, – allowing the fans to be as comfortable as, as possible, having Wi-Fi, I would do that first of all. Then second of all, I would have a concert. I would have a tailgating concert every single game. Okay. And, and I would try to invite a, a Lil Wayne or Drake. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. But I would have a band, maybe a local band, um, whatever, and, and, and have a full-out party. Uh, you know, have a stage, you know, all, all the above to get more and more people there before the game. Jerem Jordan just sent me a text message. Uh, he is in the heart of Texas, and he is in front of Kyle Field at Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And he said, gig em. Now, I bring up Texas A&M in this conversation because they just put in a lake. A they lake. put in a lake so that people can tailgate Who puts on, in a the, on the waterfront before games. Who puts in a lake? They do, but isn't that awesome? Oh, that's amazing. I, I don't know if I could think of something that amazing, but, you know, I, that, that's, that's pretty good. Well, check this out, though, Spencer. When I was a player, uh, I would say BYU and, and, and the tailgating pregame, it's come a long way. We didn't have a, a cougar walk or a fan walk. We didn't have um, a student section. 
We didn't even have music, man. We had like the jazz, like jazz bands playing. So I mean, the, the, you the, had the, music. No, we didn't. We had the Super Bowl Monday Night Countdown. <laughs> That's what we had. <laughs> That's exactly what we had. The type of music we had. So it's it's come a long way. You know, some more. Uh, um, uh, 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 I'm sorry. Big Progress. screens. Yeah, oh, no, okay. big screens. Uh, for you know, HD screens. Some some renovations, things like that. So it's it's come a long way. But still, when you look at the tailgating aspect, it is a little bit different than most schools that you see. There are a couple of things that I would do as well. I like the Wi-Fi. That's a, that's a really popular one. Yeah. You give us more Wi-Fi, everyone's got a phone. We want more access to that so that we can tweet out pictures yeah. and do all that stuff and get involved, talk to our friends, use the hashtag BYUSN, right? You want to tweet during the game. You want right. to do that stuff. For me, I want to unify people in two ways. One is I want to open up a next-to-the-stadium lot for tailgaters. Mm, okay. It just creates this feel of, oh, yeah, it's a party. It's yeah. a game day. This is cool. It's a celebration. Yep. I want to see RVs parked in front of the stadium. Open up the lot. If they'll pay for it. I guarantee those people would pay premium prices to park their RVs there. Oh, yeah, definitely. They definitely would. And you know what? I, I, I like your point there because as a, as a – I'm looking at myself as a fan and then as a, as a former player – when I went to other schools and, and we were walking to the locker room and we saw the RVs and we saw the party and, and, and we saw this, the community out there chilling, listening to music, Incredible. having a great time, it got you pumped up. Even to be – uh, I was away. It wasn't the home crowd and we were still pumped up because it's football. Man, it's a, it's a game. You have the community. It's bigger than the actual X's and O's that are being – uh, executed on the field. This is sports does something to you and, and to us as a nation. That's one thing that it, it does. Uh, it, it brings together almost everybody from different yes. cultures and, and races, whatever the case is. That's what that's what sports does. And I think that's what tailgating helps. It's the game before the game. Unify the people, bring the RVs, the tailgaters in close to the stadium, create that immediate around the stadium experience. And then when you get into the stadium, you're at, the, you're at the party. Yeah. You go from one party to the next. The right. second thing I would do, I just want pick one color to wear <laughs> to support your team. Just pick one color. Doesn't matter which I color. I don't care what it is as long as it's not red. I was going to say, so can, so can I wear burgundy? No, we can't not burgundy. Okay, so <laughs> just get an all white. Okay, let's have a white out every game or a royal out every game. Just one color every game. You can just stick with blue. Unify the people. Hey. What would you do, BYU Sports Nation? Send in your tweets. Coming up, the head coach of the East Carolina Pirates, Ruffin McNeil, joins us on BYU Sports Nation. What kind of team will the Pirates bring to BYU's homecoming party? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. Did you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation? The show is on demand by downloading our podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. Watch it on BYUSN.com. Just got a tweet uh, from at JSJ35 who says, For over a month, the television at McDonald's on Route 1 in Arlington, Virginia, has been said to BYU TV. And there's a picture of BYU Sports Nation (laughs) on the screen. Yes! Nice! Yes! That's what, the, that's what the BYU Sports Nation is all about. Homes and restaurants. If you missed the news off the top of the show, the Big Ten and their commissioner, Jim Delaney, just 
qualified BYU as a P5 equivalent in the non-conference scheduling agreement. Essentially the same thing that the SEC and the ACC have done. Now the Big Ten is doing with BYU. The Big 12 doesn't have that requirement yet, so which yeah. so they don't really need to go out and do that. The Pac-12, uh, I think just by scheduling BYU a ton, they've kind of they, yeah, de facto like, hey, done yeah. that. So good news for BYU football out of Big Ten country. Joining BYU Sports Nation right now is another of the head coaches that BYU will face this season in the 2015 campaign, Ruffin McNeil the head coach at East Carolina. Before we go to the coach, we need to talk about the success of this Pirate football program, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nine. Well, just a hair under nine, but East Carolina averaging nine wins per season over the last three years. This is a program on the rise in the American. And with that, we welcome the coach, Ruffin McNeil, to BYU Sports Nation. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing fine, guys. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate that. We appreciate the time. Uh, as you look at your program at East Carolina, what do you attribute to that recent success over the past three seasons for the Pirate football program? Yeah. Well, first, you know, I, uh, the the BYU staff has been great to us. We've studied, and they've helped us a lot defensively. Uh, Robin and I and I have been our best of friends, and so y'all know that. But you know, when when I was Blessed and fortunate to get the job here in East Carolina. Now six years ago, uh, coming in, there were some things that I knew that I wanted to make sure we, we shaped. And the first thing was the environment. What type of environment did we want? And in that environment, we wanted kids that were not afraid of challenges. Uh, inside the word extraordinary is extra. Kids not afraid to do extra things off the field, in the classroom, and that carries on the field to me. And we were going to be built on team first, team last, team always. No egos allowed, no entitlement. It's all about us, we, ours, no eyes. And, and then we want to get, make sure we built the program brick by brick and a program that would, would win for seasons and not for a season. And uh, we know there's some luck in there too as well, but I've been fortunate to keep the core of my staff together. You know, uh, I've had some leave, uh, get jobs, and, and, and I, I wish them well. But the core and the philosophy is the same uh, as far as the belief and internal belief and values. And uh, the schemes, you know, everybody has their schemes, but the internal values, I think, have been key. The leaders, the leadership pool has grown each year. Uh, first year was probably a handful. Next year, two handfuls, and it just kept growing. So uh, that's the key. The, the kids have uh, begun to take ownership, and they believe in what we believe in as a staff. And, uh, again, I'm blessed to have a great staff. And um, just you keep plugging away and, and just keep trying to build a house and make sure the foundation is strong. Well, Coach, you've, you've done a great job with the program and, and, and turning things around there. Uh, you know, I wasn't really aware of your relationship with, with Coach and I. How did that relationship first start with you guys? Oh, Robbo, we, we met first. Uh, we coached together at UNLV and then at Texas Tech. And uh, Robert and Liani and uh, all the kids, Max and Penny and uh, all of them, Famika, we, we are – our kids grew up together, and uh, you know it was. Uh, we've been tight ever since. Uh, uh, my 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 daughter and and Penny are are still close, and uh, but Rob and I just we one of those connections you meet, and 
if we talk, it's like it was we talked yesterday, and uh, it's just we connected early, and our wives connected early, and still they still are connected, and um, you know, so it's uh, and then like I said, coach has uh, let this defense staff come out, and we've come out there, and we've helped us a, a bunch of steps what we're doing defensively, and it's um, you know so much respect for for the program, even uh, when Coach Lavelle was there, Coach Edwards was there, and you know it's just one of those things I've always. Uh, thought a lot about the program and, and how it's been run, and meeting Robert was just uh, t- uh, was 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 ice on the cake. And I remember watching the game. Uh, what was a big game? You had to come back on SMU playing the uh, yeah, BYU's playing the SMU uh, Pony Express. I think it was. Yeah, the Miracle Bowl. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, That's right. Uh, and Rob Robo was in that game, and we <laughs> got him on film. Yeah. So anyway, it it began um, uh, in the Las Vegas days at UNLV with Jeff Horton. As our head coach, Ruffin McNeil, the head coach of the East Carolina football program on BYU Sports Nation. His program has won 26 games over the last three years uh, and has gone to a bowl game in each of those three seasons. Coach, when you look at BYU, you've mentioned a couple of times you wanted to come out here and get to know the defense. What was it about BYU's defense and how they run things that made you want to seek out help in Provo, Utah to help your own program? Well, you know, fundamentally sound, number one, understanding. Um, and we talk about embracing your role, doing your job, and, and it, it fits what we are able to recruit here. We get more linebacker-type kids. And we were I've always been a, a, a four-man or even-man front defensive coach. I've been on defense all my life. and But, you know, again, uh, uh, the key to any learning is to be flexible and be able to adjust. But, we were able to get more of the linebacker-type kids here. So uh, BYU does it as well as anyone. So we began studying, and, and then with our relationship, they were able to come visit us, and, and we came. our staff came to visit them. Brian Mitchell, a former player at BYU, had a great connection with them as well out there too. So it, it, uh, uh, it, it, uh, worked, uh, it worked out, and, and I appreciate Coach letting his staff do that for us. Coach, is, 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 through that relationship, is that how you guys – came to schedule the this game for this season? No. Um, our, uh, our AD, I was on, was Terry Holland. He had scheduled that game, and um, uh, I guess it was my first or second year. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, uh, no, I, 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 I didn't have anything to do with it, but I'm excited to play. I know it's a great challenge out there, but it was done, I think, a couple years ago before. Yes, sir. Coach McNeil, let's take a look at your team this year and what uh, you bring to BYU for their homecoming weekend uh, in the earlier part of October. And it starts with a question I'm guessing you've heard about a million times. And that is, when you lose a quarterback like Shane Carden to the NFL, he's an incredible talent, loved his mechanics, loved the way he played the game. When you lose him, does that become the number one concern or is there something else that's pressing on your mind even more? Well, one of the things, and a great question you asked uh, earlier is about the program. When we, we wanted to make sure we always create competitive depth at each position, not just back backup guys, but guys that compete for start positions. And we've been able to do that, and, and like I said, a brick-by-brick brick mode. And um, with the quarterback position, Shane was one of those guys in, that check, all the boxes were checked. Uh, off the field, graduated. 
two years earlier, I think it was, and, and uh, you know, off the field, just the leader on the – his nickname is Captain. That's what they called him, the C-A-P, <laughs> apostrophe and Captain. That's what everybody – because he's uh, – he carried himself, you know, and I'll still call him Captain. And, and uh, But he is one of those guys that <clears> – <throat> he laid the blueprint in the mold. Justin Hardy, one of our receivers, uh, he ended up being a lead receiver in, in, uh, in the history. Right now, we got that lead receptions. Those guys did a great job of – what I talked about, the philosophy and the values of making sure this is how we do things here. And there's still always some learning with kids, and you still have to teach. But uh, the guys uh, we recruited, you know, uh, Kirk Benkirk, Cody Keith, Blake Kemp, John Jacobs, those guys are, are here, and, and this uh, guys have been waiting waiting for the opportunity. So uh, <clears throat> that was that's always a big, big, uh, important part on any team, not just offense, but finding the, the guy that fits in and can lead the team uh, from in front. You only can lead from in front. And uh, we, we talk about well done, it's better than well said, but Shane did a good job of that. And these guys had a chance to watch how Shane prepared. Like last year, he's a fifth-year senior. And, and you guys appreciate this. And it's fall camp, and he's taking notes like he's a freshman. He's got a, a book bag on, and he's taking notes in the quarterback meeting. Now, here's a guy who had the flexibility, and it was smart, smart as a whip, could change plays what we wanted, and he's taking notes. So you got young guys watching a veteran that's humble, but at the same time taking notes and learning. So. Uh, he did a good job. Shane did a good job, and the guys learn from. You can tell right now they're they throwing it on during the summer, and that's by by the kids learning how to do the extra things. And so you know you, you got guys ready to hopefully step in. We'll see here in a few days, but I think that they've had a great summer, and I'm looking forward to convening on the fifth for report date. Coach, before you go, I want to talk about BYU's quarterback. And your defense is a ball-hawking defense. Uh, you bring back some guys, very good athletes, and they, and they have the mentality you mentioned like BYU. You finish the play. You go until the whistle blows. You gave Virginia Tech nightmares, North Carolina nightmares, not to mention a number of opponents in the American Conference. How do you game plan to try and give Taysom Hill some of those headaches? Well, after we pray, you know, as we finish praying, we're going to have to corral him. He is a machine now. <laughs> that's, that's what we're going I mean, I watch him. I mean, and I'm, I, mean, I know he's uh, recovering well, but, man, just like the way he's, he's mobile, can throw, and I can I already know he's a great leader. Uh, the talent part is uh, I, I like him. I, I like him. I like the way he carries himself. So, you know, he's one of those guys you're going to have to be able to do, uh, contain him for each play because anyone that can – Hurt you with his legs and arm, but especially his mind, because he's—you uh, can tell—he's a mentally, mentally, mentally strong. But that's how that program is. Uh, BYU's always had that type of program. Uh, you don't quit. You never say never. You never out of the fight. And and, he, and that quarterback, uh, the quarterback is is not just the quarterback of the offense. He's a, he's a quarterback of our team, and that's what Shane became. When his first year, he was a quarterback of our offense. By his junior seniors, he became the quarterback of our team, and uh, this year, first year starter, he'll be the quarterback of our offense here, and he eventually have to earn the quarterback of our team. Well, that special guy there, he's already earned the quarterback of, of the team of BYU, so um, he's an outstanding player. He he is uh, 
not he's he's not to be reckoned with for sure. I can tell you that right now. He's 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 big time. I like him. I like him on film. I watch because I, I watch anytime I'm free and 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 BYU's playing because of of the staff relationship and Rob and so uh, yeah, I, he's big time. Ruffin McNeil, the head coach at East Carolina, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, as we wrap up, BYU was just called by the Big Ten Conference a Power Five equivalent. Obviously, the BYU football program wants to get into a Power Five conference. East Carolina has started to come up and float up in some of those expansion conversations as well. How much is the Power Five expansion topic on your mind at East Carolina, if at all, right now? Well, if you said if a coach says it's not, if we're not in that, we're in a group of five, that's not being truthful, and 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 it's it's because it's it's really out there and it's for real, and uh, you know here very fortunate uh, we we we're going to. Um, uh, Keep fighting and, and trying to, like uh, our commissioner Michael Resco says, keep knocking down, knocking on the door. There's no, there's no doubt BYU program and fans uh, have a Power Five staff, all of it. And I, I'll say the same thing about our people. I think we got Power Five fans and staff and players, just like like the the the, the group, the five that separated. I, I I don't like the separations, uh, and uh, I, I, but you know you have to you have to that, that's where it's going. And as a uh, program uh, financially, I think it helps your programs, not just football, but your entire programs. And um, you know, so there's no doubt BYU's has a total package in all those categories, and I feel like we do too here. So, But we enjoy the American Conference, and I know our commissioner, uh, Oresco, Mike Oresco, is, is like he's told us as a, as a head coaching group, uh, we're, we're going to keep, keep kicking at the door. Coach, it's been great spending some time with you on BYU Sports Nation. We certainly appreciate the time and look forward to uh, meeting and talking with you in the early part of October when East Carolina comes to Provo. Oh, same here. My honor. And uh, if you get a chance, tell those guys I said hello to Robert and the guys. Absolutely, we will do that. Thanks, Coach. Yes, sir. Thank you all. Ruffin McNeil, the head coach of East Carolina. Boy, talk about a guy that uh, will tell you exactly what's on his mind. And Do you not want to play for a guy like that? I was going to say, yeah, I'll play for that guy. I'll I'll run through a brick wall for a coach like that. I mean, that is very similar to to Coach Mendenhall and his philosophy on things, which is why guys try hard for him. He was also a defensive back, Brian. Uh, That's the really (laughs) real reason why. Up next, Fast Friday with former BYU great and six-year NFL veteran Brian Keel begins Strong Opinions forthcoming. BYU Sports Station on a Friday. Welcome back to Studio B. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live in Radio Vision. Get your hands on some BYU Sports Nation swag. Go to the BYUstore.com and search BYU Nation, Sports Nation, or Blue Goggles to get your own pair. Or BYU SN t-shirt. Now, you dubbed these the Slim Fit. The Slim Fit. Blue man. Goggles. Yep. This is the, the big ones right here. These are the <laughs> these are the traditional fit, the standard fit right here. <laughs> Those are standard these fit. These are standard fits. They're a little they're, they're a little bit baggy, you know, a little bit oh. big, you know, is it the comfortable fit? Those you know, are Jinkos, right? Yeah, yeah. Then you got the Slim Fit, a <laughs> little bit more modern, more sleek, you know, that's that's, you know, that that's this this will catch the eye of the ladies, man. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Go pick up some slim fit goggles. <laughs> let's, re- let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Big Ten Commissioner Jim Delaney said BYU, along with Notre Dame, will be counted as a P5 scheduling equivalent. Nice. This is the third Power Five conference to do that. The Big Ten joining the SEC and the ACC. 
Big 12 doesn't have that requirement, so they haven't made that statement. The Pac-12, well, we, we just both kind of think yeah, that default, they've already yeah. signed off on BYU by scheduling numerous games with the Cougars in independence and future schedules. But more good news for BYU's football program out of the Big 10. ESPN's Brett McMurphy, the first to report that. BYU football and head coach... Bronco Mendenhall announced that Leroy Tanoahi, a 6'4", 280-pound offensive lineman, has signed a scholarship agreement to play with the team in the fall. Uh, he just returned from an LDS mission to Fiji. There you go. Fijian. So, so, so more, more pounds, more height <laughs> on that O-line. Bring the meat! BYU <laughs> track and field coach Ed Iston will be inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame. Iston won four national championships as a runner at BYU, competed in two separate Olympics, has coached at BYU since 2000, done a fantastic job. We wish the best and congratulate yes, Ed Eistone on that designation. Joining BYU Sports Nation now for another Fast Friday is our boy, Brian Kill. And fittingly, it's Little B and Big B back together again. <laughs> By design. Yeah. For whatever yeah. reason, it, it's just ha- it's just at vacations, whatever. You've been together, I think, all but one all Friday but, since we've been doing all this. All but one. I think, you know... I, I, to me, I don't believe in coincidences or, or, or chance, man. It's destiny. I, I don't. I, I, yeah, you're right. It, destiny, man. I, I think, you know, the uh, the broadcast uh, spirits above are trying to tell us that we should have our own show or something like that. Okay. Destiny waits yeah. for no man. <laughs> hey, I just want to say you dated yourself, Spencer, Why with that Jinko reference. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I never pulled those off. You dated yourself. Yeah. Granted. A lot of your listeners probably, oh, okay, yeah, I remember those. But there might be some younger generation that are saying, <laughs> what are Jinko? Look I, it up. I don't know Google it. Dad. Google it. <laughs> J-N-C-O. Yeah, little B is G- too young. Jinko, no. right? Yeah. Little B is too young. I don't know. I, still, I have no idea what you're talking <laughs> okay. about. That's good. Fair enough. Good. You don't want to know. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's start with the news out of the Big Ten, Brian. Uh, we just learned a few minutes before the show started today that the Big Ten signed off on BYU as a Power 5 equivalent in non-conference scheduling. They're the third Power 5 conference to do this. What does that really mean for BYU? (laughs) Everything and nothing. (laughs) That's a great answer. Yeah, it's like, oh, you know, they respect us. They acknowledge us. They recognize us. They appreciate us. Oh, but they don't. We're not one of them. It's like, you know, hey, so we have this club here, and you got to be a member of the club to get in this club, but you're – you're an honorary member, but you're over there. You can't come in here. You're not one of us, but you're like us. But you're over there. Stay, stay over there. Don't, don't come in. Mm. I, I don't know, man. It's, it's good. You'd rather have that than not have right. it. Yeah, that's the thing. You, you want it. But we want to be in the club. In the club. Yeah. I don't know. No, that makes. That I'll makes, take it. That, yeah. That, no, that makes that makes sense to me. But I mean, when when you look at the opportunity and you have a lot of teams or. Teams in that conference are now, okay, we need to schedule BYU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the opportunity that the team is going to have now, BYU is going to have to, to play those those opponents. I mean, it, it's just like any other schedule, right? Yeah. Any other team on the schedule, you have that much more of an opportunity to go out and be relevant and, and because you're scheduling more P5 teams to play uh, or, or to win. My question to you, Big B, is <laughs> how difficult – are these upcoming schedules going to be when you have <laughs> SEC, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big ACC. 12, yeah, ACC, all these different Power Five conferences on one schedule? It's time to put our big boy pants on and go to work. <laughs> it is, man. It is. This year, next year, those schedules, I mean, they're legit. It's, it's time. So 
I don't know what's being said in that locker room down the way there. I don't know what is in the minds of all those players. I know what would be in my mind and what I would be saying if I was still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's put up or shut up now. And, and they have the schedule now. They you know now we get some clout, some recognition. Right, right, so right. it's time to show it. So let's let's go back. Let's rewind a little bit where we're getting recruited. Actually, where you're getting recruited. I never really got recruited. <laughs> you're getting rec- you're getting recruited, and you got a couple offers from a Pac-12 school, uh, maybe maybe a, a a Big Ten school, Big Twelve school, and then you have an independent like BYU come mm-hmm. to you, and they say and. And and they say, hey, look, look at the opportunity that you have by coming to us, coming in and playing for our school, and look at the many different conferences. You're playing, yeah. you know, two or three Power Five uh, teams, uh, you know, within a given within a given uh, season. Is, is that more intriguing for you as a oh, recruit yeah. rather than going into a a, a Power Five conference? Um, I, I wouldn't say more intriguing, but. It is intriguing, and, and I'd, rather, I'd rather be recruited with the schedule that BYU has now mm-hmm. than some of the ones they've had in year, years past. Right. And for me, it would have made a difference. I mean, I'm, I decided to come to BYU when I was like four. Done deal. <laughs> done deal. You came out. You committed came up, coming up. It was an early commit, you know. <laughs> it was a done deal. Um, but f- everybody has a different path. Everybody has a different walk in life. And and I've said this before, you know, like I want everybody to come to BYU, but but BYU isn't for everybody. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes we lose kids, and and that's great, and you know, great for them. And not everybody has to come here, but the things that BYU does offer, this is just another one of them. Yeah. And you know, I've said this before, football and all of that on the list of why I came to BYU. I mean, it's down on the list of why priorities and 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 reasons why I came here but it's it is on the list and it is important and the program and the the history and the pageantry of it is is important now you have these schedules that's just another mm-hmm. little icing on the side of the good BYU cake that I partook of and a lot of a lot of kids are looking at and thinking about and Maybe you're going to come enjoy too. Well, just from the Big Ten this year, obviously games at Nebraska to open at Michigan. In the future, you have two games scheduled with constant with Wisconsin. You have two games scheduled with Michigan State. Yeah. So the Big Ten, I I guess we shouldn't be that surprised because yeah. BYU already had these games scheduled. Now Jim Delaney, the commissioner, has just made things official. We've had some really juicy conversations and <laughs> topics all week long, Brian. We've been waiting to ask you all of these questions that we've been discussing on a daily basis. Um, and when Brian brought up recruiting, the first one kind of floated to my mind between BYU and Utah and, and in-state. And BYU was in the national spotlight again with the BYU-Utah rivalry. Is the series going to continue? Is it not going to continue? We're in year two of the hiatus. And I'm honestly, I'm on the fence. I have become disenchanted with the <laughs> rivalry because of the current state of what's happening with them going to the Pac-12 and BYU yeah. being independent. And I lived outside of the state. And so... I don't know. I'm on the fence. Which way are you shoving? Oh me? shoot, man! This it 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 is essential. It is. This is why is it essential? Because it's, it's, it's history. Okay. Okay. It's I don't know what it is, but it's like a hundred years old. I don't know. I just threw a number out there, but it's old. Okay. It's old. <laughs> okay. So it's the, you have the history of it. You have the recent history of it. Okay. So for us, it, it, it's important because you know what? It's hard for me to say it, and this is blasphemy to say it from this program. But Utah's had our number lately. Mm-hmm. They have. That's no revelation. 
but it, it still is blasphemous to say that. But they have. <laughs> they, they have had our number, and it pisses me off. Sorry for the pay channel language, people. But it does. It pisses me off. It, we haven't beat them since 2009. That's a joke. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Want to know what I want to do? I want to play them. Okay. We can't beat them unless we play them. I want to play them. And I'm sick of this not playing them crap. Well, you get to next year. Sorry, you not just you personally. That gets me. It gets me fired up, man. Cle- it just, clearly, yeah, it gets me fired I'm with, up. I'm with, I'm with you, man. I I agree. Especially, I, I think us as former players, it's a different. It's a different, it's a different game. It's a different mindset and mentality when it, it comes is. to that. That that game, right? Don't there. tell Bronco I said this, but Bronco, whenever he says that it's this, another game. It is not another game. And he, he knows it's not just another game. That is coach talk. Sorry, Bronco. I just outed you. I'm, I'm sorry, man. Brian Keel Don't let continues him know. after this. Don't let him know. That's coach talk. <laughs> BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live in Studio B on a Friday. Did you miss our interview earlier with East Carolina head, head coach Rufin McNeil? No worries. Go to youtube.com forward slash BYU TV sports to watch all of our interviews on the show. Yeah, Coach McNeil is uh, he's, he's a dude, man. He's a dude. I, li- I like that guy. Good. Really cool. Good stuff. That's what we're going to call great guys now is dudes. Dude, he's a dude. <laughs> he's a dude. He's a dude. <laughs> what is our t- – <laughs> what would you do to enhance the BYU football game day experience? Hashtag let the people tailgate. That is our Twitter question today coming off of the Twitter meltdown yesterday about the uh, – well – the mix-up in the season ticket packages at Agrox Craig says more royal blue. That's what, that's what I say. Unify, just wear the same color every game. Just wear the, wear the same color. Wear the same stinking shirt to every game. I don't care. Everybody wears the same color. It looks way better. It creates for a feel in the stadium. Let's take, let's take that question to Big B. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do that. It's Fast Friday with Brian Keel. If you could enhance the game day experience in Provo, one thing, you're in charge. What do you do? Unity, yeah. Um, you, you mentioned that your associate is at Kyle Field. Is that what you said? That is correct. Okay. If you have ever seen a picture of what the 12th man, not the stupid Seahawks, the real 12th man. <laughs> Preach. Texas a Looks like on game day, it is just a sight to see, to behold. They're all... In uniform, they they, 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 they they pick a color. They have sections in certain colors. Wow. And it's like it's almost like if you show up and you ain't wearing that color shirt, you ain't getting into that section. <laughs> you go sit somewhere else. He's not kidding. It That's, is like that. Seriously. Oh, and know, it makes – it's just it, – it adds to the whole atmosphere. I could say as a player, when you walk in as to an opponent's field and, and you, you got the fans, they're all like that, right. it's like, whoa, this – yeah, man, these these jokers don't mess around. This is legit. Right. Then yeah. if they're loud on top of it, oh, and then if the team's good, right. that makes for a tough opponent. Yeah, that's it. All that, adds to it. That's what I said. It, it's just being away, and I remember t- being at TCU and seeing you know packs and crowds of people tailgating on the sidewalk. I mean, that just got me juiced up just yeah. to, to see like, wow, yo, okay, they're about they're about sports. Yes. They're about football. You know that that's something that's. That's exciting. I would love to see that as a player here. I could tell you this. In the NFL, when you go to play at Lambeau or if you go to play the Steelers or, or, or the, the Eagles. Oh, man. 
Okay, it's just a little bit more of a challenge than oh, we can go play Jacksonville, or or Tampa <laughs> Bay, <laughs> or or San Diego, where right. it's half empty. Right? You know, I, uh, no no disrespect to those fans, but I mean it's it's no it's, it's the no truth. secret yeah. that the stadiums are half full, the fans are just kind of there, and you, those other ones that I mentioned though, that's. They don't mess around. No, listen, I covered they the Chargers. They don't mess around. I covered the Chargers for three <laughs> years in Southern California, and they were the popular destination for visiting fans yeah. to go to the game. <laughs> so when they played the Steelers <laughs> and the Cowboys and the Broncos, it was like those fan bases were taking over Qualcomm <laughs> the Stadium. Home game. Wow. And tailgating like it was their place. Yeah. It's embarrassing. That is pretty embarrassing. Interesting. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation. But it makes it, I'm telling you, it makes a difference. Yes. Like, you know, it's a little bit tougher to play against the Eagles, you know, at Lincoln than it is to play at, at Jacksonville. I don't know what their stadium's called. Nobody knows. No, no, <laughs> the stadium in Jacksonville. Yes. No question. Okay, let's get to uh, some of our other big questions from this week. You have to pick one here, Brian. <laughs> Taysom Hill can win the Heisman Trophy this year. And all the notoriety and publicity and perhaps video game covers and posters and whatever lucrative opportunities come along with that. Or BYU can go to a New Year's Six Bowl game. Oh, Which do you choose? Not even close. Heisman. The Heisman. Heisman. Not, not, not even, even close. close. Not even close. I'm, not wow. even close. I'm with you. I'm with, wow. I'm with the Heisman, why, too. Why such an easy well, answer? I'll give you two, two reasons. The clout, the, the uh, carrot in recruiting that mm. that would give us. Second Heisman Trophy winner. The potential yeah. going forward. The growth. Just the I could, list goes on and on and on and on. Just dominates what going to a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah. What about the immediate? What about the immediate funds created from a New Year's Six game? But here's the thing: Mm-mm. if Taysom wins the Heisman, we probably went to a New Year's Six anyway. Okay, yeah, but right. you got to pick one. Exactly. You gotta exactly. Pick, you gotta pick that's, one. That's, that's guess what? Well, no, no. Here's the thing: I am picking one. I'm picking okay. Heisman. But I'm, here's the thing: you got to be realistic. Okay, if we go four and eight. He ain't winning the He's Heisman. Winning I don't care what he does on the field. If we go four and eight, he ain't winning the Heisman. Okay, any Heisman winner that team had a good year. Yeah, that team had a good year. Okay, so that part of it is that's a give. If he wins the Heisman, then that's just part of it already. So mm-hmm. that and even even if aside from that, the clout and all that stuff that comes from the Heisman, no question. Okay, we the uh, recruiting the recruit recruiting, what would help us in recruiting. No, and I then no the future. There. Oh, it's. No argument there. Yeah, I'm. I'm now, if you're I'm, talking I, I said, like I said, Heisman. I'm, now, if I'm you're talking Heisman. like playoffs versus Heisman, Ooh. now we're now okay. that's where you draw the line. Now we're, remix. Now that's, we're debating. That's where now you draw we're debating. The line. Remix. When you say okay. New Year's Six versus Heisman, that's not even a. It's not close. Not even a, a choice. <laughs> that would be no. Let them know, man. Let Heisman. Know. I mean, that's just that's elite. That's elite. That Heisman. That it is. And that how many is. schools have multiple Heismans? There's only a handful. I don't know the yeah. list, but I know there's only a handful that have more than one. Okay. Yeah. So so now when you become a school that, with multiple Heisman's, you're in an elite. Yeah, you're up there. I mean, I don't know somebody in the in the stats back there. Look it up. I bet I bet it's like I bet S- it's no more than fifteen. I bet yeah. it's like ten to twelve that have multiple Heisman's. If that, that check me yeah. check yeah. If, if that, that. I don't know. I say I don't even know. I just know it's 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 a small list, and you become you 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 get in rare company. The road to the playoffs or the New Year's Six or the Heisman Trophy, perhaps all of the above. Where I want we need all. all five sets, all blue goggles on <laughs> when we're considering that. But it starts in Lincoln, Nebraska. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 30 seconds. 
36 days. 36 Ooh. days away. So that'd be, we were on point. Five weeks from unified. tomorrow. See, you guys were unified there. Game. Like our fans needed to be. <laughs> yeah. Like the tailgate. Yeah. 14 schools, by the way, with more than one Heisman. There we go. Hey, did I say 10 to 15? Or did I say 10 to 15? Boy. On point. Okay. Can I get an amen? <laughs> amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Brian, always great to talk to you, man. Always a pleasure. Another exciting Fast Friday on BYU Sports Nation. We'll come back with the Cougar Whip Round, get you updated on anything and everything else that is relevant within BYU Sports Nation. Really, the Heisman, an easy answer. Oh, easy. dude. Can you even imagine what that – that was just – oof. Relevancy, national Just talk. hearing about all this hoopla that – BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Big Ten Commissioner Jim Denali as Delaney. Delaney. <laughs> as first reported by Brett McMurphy on ESPN, says BYU and Notre Dame will be a P5 equivalent in scheduling. It's three to five Power Five conferences. BYU also announced Leroy Tanoa'i has signed to play offensive line for the team in the fall. 6'4, 280 pounds, just back from a mission to Fiji. Track and field. Ed Eyestone, cross-country track and field coach, selected for the Utah Sports Hall of Fame, former Olympian, won four national championships as a runner at BYU. Cougars in the CFL. I see how he had four catches for 34 yards last night as the BC Lions lost to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 23-13. Bring Austin back to the NFL. Sad. In fact, bring on our sounds of the week. Um, but when I played against Wyoming, I didn't put the extra time in because of the, 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 the lack of quality, right? I knew, oh, man, I can go out there and, and just, you know, run all over these bums. Did you ever do that? <laughs> Did you ever do that as a player? <laughs> no doubt. Well, uh, Sister Angel is a great cook, so, <laughs> you know, Sunday dinners were not, uh, not a bad thing at the Angel. Well, I think that's the word right there, contain I mean, he's going to get hit. I mean, there's going to be some points on the board. And I think offensively, too, by grinding it out with Paul Perkins and a good running game and a big offensive line, you're going to keep him off the field, let him not have as many plays. Um, Jacob Hartsock can shoot it from half court. I mean, he'll shoot it right in your face from 35 feet. It's a very mature football team of the Cougars, and they're not going to make many mistakes. And that's one thing uh, that you're going to have to try and prevent with a young quarterback not to make mistakes. And when he does make a mistake, even though you told him not to, that he doesn't go down to the dump. To get ready for August 10th. When do you start stuff? August 10th. Okay, you just starts. answered it, and then I answered the same question. <laughs> That's my bad. Sorry. Today's Rise of Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com goes to Big Ten Commissioner Jim Delaney. Thanks for the inclusion, Jim. Our elite tweet of the day from at Skyhawk94. All day BYU Sports Nation media coverage set up like the college game day atmosphere. That's what he wants for ex- increased game day experience. Thanks to Brian Logan. Brian Keel, Ruffin McNeil. I'm Spencer Lenson. We'll see you on.